Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeBen. And alongside me, as always, is my music-loving muchacho, Kevin Connor. What's up, Kev? I'm thinking of calling this just the podcast now Ooh. instead of best song ever. Yeah, like just it's it's the only podcast in town. The only one yeah. you need to listen to. It's like don't even think about the other ones because we're mm-hmm. the podcast. Yeah. Um, Fuck yeah. you, Radiolab. <laughs> exactly. This is a direct shot at Radiolab. I've been talking about it for years that we need to come for them. Uh, yeah. And now we did. But, uh, no, I'm, of course, inspired by the record by Boy Genius. Uh, the best, the album everyone's talking about. My favorite album that came out last Friday, uh, for sure. It's a great record. They also released the film directed by Kristen Stewart, which I don't know if you've watched it yet, Kev, but it's super good. I have good. It. Oh, it's amazing. I was posting our Discord channel about the Emily I'm Sorry video with Phoebe Bridgers, like, Singing in front of monster trucks, like jumping ramps behind her, it's amazing. Shit, I gotta get on that right now. It's it's so good, and the ending like makes me emotional. Um, had me in tears this morning at like eight thirty. Like, god damn it, why did I watch this so early? Um, but it's uh it's amazing. We're both fans of Phoebe, Lucy, and Julian. Uh, separately and together so we thought it would be fun to do the best solo songs by boy genius members so no songs from the the record or the ep mm-hmm. and uh just their solo work and i think we put together a hell of a list here uh so i'm gonna start us off and we got up uh, first we got lucy yeah uh, a strong which, showing from lucy yes Davis in this playlist Yeah, and you know, I was thinking about it. It's interesting because I feel like Lucy's the one who had the most varied sounds throughout her career. Mm -hmm. Like, I had first heard her on No Burden, which we'll have a song from that. Uh, The first one, which was a little more like rougher guitar rock. And then I feel like Historian really made a splash. I think that was a huge step forward for her. Um, And then... Uh, you know, and into the Boy Genius stuff now, whereas Phoebe and Julian really had their sound sort of when they came out, you know, and sort of had stuck to their signature sound, which I feel like uh, Lucy, I had a more varied career. And I remember when this one came out, uh, you know, I loved l- rocking out Lucy. And so I appreciate the softer stuff that she's doing now, like on this home movies album. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Love when Lucy rocks out, and we'll definitely have plenty of that on the playlist. Yeah. Um, but this song called Addictions, which just want to point out, that is going to come up. I mean, that comes up throughout Julian's work on Little Oblivions, for sure, and on Strange Torpedo, which is going to come later from Lucy. Just substance and addictions, uh, whether they're actually to substances or to relationships and people, uh that comes up throughout their music. So you could see why maybe uh, they wanted to work together, right about similar subjects sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Historian, which this album is from, 
I yeah. think is is the most featured album on this playlist. Not to spoil anything, but that's true. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and you know, Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers, which will appear, is my favorite album of 2020. But Historian is really one of the finer pieces of music that I think any of them have put out. That album is incredibly yeah. good. Uh, and you know what? I like home videos, right? That was uh, Lucy Dex. Home movies, I think. Home movies. Yeah. Um, or is it videos? I don't know. The Lucy Dex's last album was good, but I kind of wanted her to go in the opposite direction. I wanted her to rock out more. Like, of course you did. I, I would love to hear like a pure rock album from her. I think that'd be fucking awesome. I think we'll get it at some point for sure. Yeah. Um, and you get some of that on the new boy genius album. I would say there's like a few songs that are rocking out a little more and I really enjoy it. Um, why don't you talk about your first pick Kev? Yeah. So I think this is, uh, the quintessential stranger in the Alps track. Uh, and that's Scott street by Phoebe Bridgers. And I just like, this was the first song I'd ever heard by Phoebe Bridgers and Oh, really? That, or maybe motion sickness. um, Yeah. But, like, it just, the melody to this, like, the ooze at the end just feels very... It's so good. uh, It's kind of, like, circus-like. Like, there's definitely a clown horn at one point in that, like, ending medley. (laughs) Uh, But it's just, like, I think it's an archetypical Phoebe Bridger song, right? Like, it starts very quiet, very stripped back, and builds and builds and builds into kind of chaos. Yeah. Which will be in another song by her that I'll talk about yep. later. Uh, so, clearly, that's very much my speed. But Scott Street, yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, it's great. A very Beatles-esque build. Uh, yeah. That's what it sort of reminds me of, is, like, Day in the Life. Um. On to Julian. I like we structured it, and I mean that was intentional. Where you get one of each artist uh, up front, and this is my favorite Julian Baker song, "Bloodshot" from Little Oblivions. Which, to be fair, I wasn't the biggest fan of Julian's first two albums, mm-hmm. and I have gone. I listened to "Turn Out the Lights" today, and it's very good. It is so much more toned down. Where you definitely saw some growth on Little Oblivions, just like up in the sound rocking out a little more you know it's you see some traces of what you get on like twenty dollars and satanist uh on the boy genius album but uh bloodshot just you know the the lyrics are beautiful and brutal it has the titular little oblivions uh line in it and has just such a great it's still like not going crazy in the chorus but it's got just like a great like builds uh and like Mm -hmm. guitar and bass part coming together and you know kev in in our uh text when we decided that we were gonna do this episode you said i might be a little light on julian and i said oh that's okay i'll have you covered because we share religious trauma because she also uh and you laughed you laughed at my trauma no yeah um you said you said save that for the pod and you know again like i just I think just being older and wiser now um, and having lived more of life, I appreciate Julian's music a lot more. Uh, but also knowing the like sort of religious background that she came from and uh, that's the same sort of background that I came from. And, uh, you know, now after sorting through a lot of my feelings and a lot of 
the effect of religion in my early life and uh, how it, you know, sticks with you. Like I hear so much of it in Julian's music and like so much of the lyrics just hit so much harder now that like, I just didn't get it before. I just didn't appreciate it before. I just couldn't at that time in my life, but now it's like, Oh yeah, it hits so close to home. And um, I, when the record came out, I said to Kyle, like, you know, it's funny because Lucy was the first artist I got into. And I think she just released stuff earlier than the other two. But, um, but I said, Julian is actually has my favorite songs on the record. And Kyle shows me a TikTok that was like, what your boy genius, your favorite boy genius member says about you. And it's like, Julian, you have religious trauma. And it was just like a bunch of stuff that applied to me. I was like, okay, yeah, you, you got me, Julian. Um, so Roasted. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think little Oblivion's like it definitely, Julian Breaker wasn't on my radar until the initial boy genius album. Uh, oh okay and i knew obviously who phoebe bridgers was lucy dacus yep. but like she was like the third person that i wasn't so familiar with and went back and listened to her first albums and like oh yeah like i see i see why this trio formed uh yeah. but little oblivions while like i don't think it had as much meaning to me as it did you obviously um it's yeah. a really fantastic album and so good uh her her style has definitely evolved into a really interesting place where like i can see her honing in based on those first couple albums and then her work on on boy genius into that like i'm very excited about what comes after uh the record because like, yeah if it's boy genius into little oblivions and then the record into what's next like that yeah into what's next from all of them piece of music yeah. uh one last thing uh to sum up my feelings about julian and the whole like religious thing uh, I feel like her uh, Manchester Orchestra, there's a couple other artists who grew up religious and sort of went away from it. And now I feel like their sound is like secular worship music. <laughs> it like hits me mm-hmm. the way that worship music hits for Christians. Makes me want to put my hands in the air, uh, just like they're doing on the cover of the record. So there you go. I thought they were raising their hands for a three-way high five. Maybe, or maybe they yeah. were playing heads up, seven up. Ooh. Uh, my next selection uh, is another Lucy Dacus track from Historian. Maybe my favorite by her. Uh, this time, uh, this is the only song I didn't remember on this playlist. This I had song to re-listen to. Rips, and it is Time Fighter. It's um, great. Which it just like I feel like the name of it kind of sums up like the vibe. It is just yeah, like. I it like it uh, it could be a Foo Fighters like yeah whatever, you know like it's kind of it, it's in perfect that vein. for you like yeah. it's exactly your style of like rock song it's, and so you got the source I that it's it. exactly my style yeah um yeah but it's just a it's a fantastic choice from historian like uh it's got it's on like the the back half of the album which is kind of surprising because I feel like it would be like a track three. You know, track four. I love album yeah. construction. Like, I like seeing how those things yeah. go. And, like, I kind of have preconceived notions about what a certain track should sound like. Um, mm. But this uh, this song really is good. And I'm going to revisit Historian uh, in another selection yeah. soon. But uh, I'm glad that I was able to kind of remind you of this one. Yeah. 
definitely. And like you're saying, like uh, a style we don't always hear from her, which I think Lucy's got one of those great, like I compared it to Zoe Deschanel's voice. Uh, but just that almost sounds like she could be an old timey, like crooner from the forties or something. And so I, I love that sound. Cause I think she does it obviously really well, but yeah, it's cool to see this side of Lucy. Yeah. This, this is like what I'd want a whole album. of. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, and I also love the playlist order because you go from, like, rocking out chaotic to the nice little flute in Phoebe Bridger's Kyoto, which is our next song. And, had to be here. Uh, it had to be. Uh, it got traded back and forth from us. One of us had to have it on here. I mean, it's just, it's a poppy jam. It was, again, like, I feel like a different sound than I was expecting from Phoebe based off of her first album, uh, showing some some expansion of the sound uh, on Punisher. And I mean, it's just a jam. I don't know yeah. what else to say. It's just like the best Phoebe Bridger song, in my opinion. Um, yeah. At I the think very it's... least the first one that like the uninitiated should listen to. Yeah. If Scott street is like the archetypical Phoebe Bridger song, this is totally the outlier. Um, yeah. And the fact that it's like her best song, I, who that's very interesting. Uh, cause it does seem like kind of a, a swing into left field that like you wouldn't expect, but is so popular. Um, yeah. And really like I listened to a lot in 2020. Like it was, Oh yeah. Certainly... We played it on the podcast back in that. Yeah. At that it, time. it was, um, it was definitely like close to my top one. I feel like. I'm going back. I'm, I'm vamping. Top song, 2020. It was number nine. So. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an amazing one. Uh, you know, I did get to see Phoebe at the Aretha Franklin Amphitheater, and uh, it rained and was a crazy night, but it was awesome, and I was obviously ecstatic when she played this song. Um. All right. You got another Julian one for us next Kev. yeah uh and i think this might be kind of her her kyoto right her most popular like song yeah. that, that broke out but that's heat wave off of little oblivions and it is just it's, such an awesome track it's the catchiest one on the album yeah. for sure it's tough it's like track two you listen to uh what hardline i think is the first one yeah and like this one, i almost like, put that one on here too. and that's a great track but this one like perks my yeah. ears up where i'm like ooh. What's this? Like it, it the first one was in the album. I was like, okay, I'm definitely like bought it on this because that song caught my attention. Um Yeah, like Hardline is so brutal like substance abuse, like mm-hmm. uh like emotional lyrics, then I love it so much I almost had it on here. But then this has to lighten up a little palate cleanser, still gets the feels going plenty though. <laughs> this is like almost a Japanese breakfast song. Oh, like, interesting. I, I yeah. feel like it could be on Soft Sounds from Another Planet. You know? it's just I could see that. Slightly in that vein. That's, I think, why it, it stuck with me. I think it could also do okay on this new Boy Genius album. It's sort of, again, another trace of, like, what was to come for Julian. Yeah, 100%. She shows through a lot on Boy Genius. Like... I feel like everybody does at one point, but like as someone who's not so familiar with Julian Baker, like she's very, yeah. very present on that album. 
and does look which great. i've we listened to some of the first ep which i want to listen to it some more but it's very different from the album i feel like the record and mm-hmm. uh i feel like this time i was just you can pick out their voices and i just know their styles all now that yeah i feel like this time i just heard all of their their marks on everything and be like Oh, Lucy's in the first song. It's like Lucy's voice is in the center. Phoebe's pan to the right. Julian's pan to the left. And in the film, it's the same way in the opening shot, which is cool. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Um, Kristen Stewart knocked it out of the park. Um, all right. Well, up next to uh, my next song. And this one was the first Phoebe Bridgers song I heard. Everything you said about Scott Street, I think of for this song, which is funny. But um, I think it's fair for both of them. Yeah, but this is I'm motion glad you sickness. It. Yeah, yeah, it had to it's be motion there. sickness. It had to be here. Um, it was the first single I heard, and it's funny because you never know. Like, and I've been doing this podcast now for almost six years, and you just never know when you get sent something or you just hear something on Spotify. Like I just heard Lucy on Spotify got sent motion sickness by Phoebe Bridgers, and like I sort of just l- lump them in with all the other artists and like didn't realize how influential Phoebe was going to be and how big of a deal uh, she was going to be. And I really liked this first song. And like, I think I wanted to play it on the podcast. I don't think I ended up getting permission to, um, Mm -hmm. but now, and I've heard it in so many things and it's still just, it's still so good. I just feel like I I never get sick of it. Yeah. From measure one, it's perfect. Like it's just that, that guitar, the drums, like it's, it's, constructed in just a perfectly concise so way to like this is phoebe bridgers another archetypal <laughs> the, song yeah and the lyric uh you gave me 1500 to see your hypnotherapist always sticks with me i don't know why it pops in my head all the time the way she sings it it's great mm-hmm. yeah um what do you think her next album cover is gonna be because this one is a ghost uh punisher had a skeleton Obviously, she rocked that aesthetic for quite a while. Oh, yeah. What are we getting next? Which, yeah, and the ghost comes back on, like, the Christmas, like, EP she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what could possibly be next? Some sort of mummy? <laughs> she just goes Man. around wrapped in bandages? Vampire? <laughs> Vampire cloak? Yeah. Plastic teeth? I There's, love it. <laughs> You know that's what they say. It's always easy to sing with plastic vampire teeth in your mouth. Yeah. Uh, or does she just go style. full Wolfman? Full Wolfman and the Lon Chaney. <laughs> Face I, covered in fur. I would love nothing more than for Phoebe Bridgers to recreate like the <laughs> Wolfman transition from the original movie, where like it clearly like they use the blue red filter and it kind of like morphs. That'd be so yeah. fucking cool. So now I hope it is the Which, Wolfman. You know how much that terrified me in uh, it's in Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein when I was a kid. That was like the scariest thing when he turned into Wolfman because something about a person putting on makeup and stuff like is more scary than like an actual Wolfman. <laughs> the real Wolfman that exists in the world that we all know about. <laughs> Not to make light anyway. of fears, but what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you Kev, do you know when wolf wolfmen come out though? During the night shift. Why don't you take us to your next song? Lucy Dacus Night Shift. Great song. Off of Historian. That's a, a hat yeah. trick that that album had on this playlist. 
Um, what an it's opener. an epic song. Yeah, yeah. It's it just six and a half minutes. We got some long songs on this playlist. Um, yeah, I was looking at it because like ballpark. I feel like an average song is three minutes. You know, that feels like it's gut yeah. instinct. It's like there, and I think we've got like three that are under four. Um, you're uh, you're clocking in at four and a half minute average on this, and this one's bringing that yeah. average up a lot. Uh, six and a half minutes. It's great. Uh, definitely was like the song that got me the same way that Heat Wave, like my ear perked up on uh, on Little Oblivion's moment one. I was like, Ooh, yeah, this is something special. Um, Maybe this was just the timing when it came out. I felt like it was a similar thing to like car seat headrest and uh lucy dacus where this was like another like a long song with multiple like switching parts and you're like oh holy shit like this is another level of what this person can do Mm-hmm. yeah i um i love this album this like i i haven't listened to yeah. it in a while and now i'm gonna go back and listen to it probably a lot because it's like back in my head same I'm going to do best of playlist for all of these. So those will be up on our Spotify eventually. Now, um, Luke, if you had to pick one from Luke Stacks's first album, what would it be? Oh, well, I'll tell you. It would be Strange Torpedo for sure. Which, again, also dealing with some substances. And, like, I think this is, like, a just talking about a sort of destructive person. Uh, and it's a little cheeky, a little funny, but also a little serious and emotional too. But like I said, it's that raw rock guitar sound that Lucy came out the gate with. And I remember just clicking around on Spotify one day. I think this is in 2016. Um, if I'm not mistaken, just clicking around. Oh, who's Lucy Dacus and just listened. And this was the song that I was like, Oh dang, this is track four. And I mean, the first few tracks are great too, but this was the one I was like, Oh, this really got my attention and stuck with me. I put it on my uh, Indie Darling Inspiration playlist on my uh, Spotify page for the music I make and definitely uh, was an inspiration. Like I said, Lucy was the first one of the three that I uh, was a fan of and so had no idea that these three separate artists would one day come together. A true supergroup of the modern age. Yeah. Um, which on that note, I'll use this opportunity to talk about the pictures we've been posting on the best song ever Instagram. Yeah. You've, you've been getting roasted for those a little bit, Luke. Well, you know, that was the intention is like make a bold <laughs> take. Uh, Cause I compared them to trio, which is Dolly Parton, Emily Lou Harris and Linda Ronstadt Nirvana, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. which yeah. I think that is the closest because they I do think made that comparison themselves with that photo shoot. They did, but also I think they're influential in the way that Nirvana was influential where they like, especially I Phoebe and Julian with this sort of softer stripped back sound, I think was table setting for your folklores and your Olivia Rodrigo uh, driver's license. And like, I feel like, you know, they're those artists that maybe got to what the sound was going to be just a little bit before. And uh, so Mm -hmm. I think they really, we're going to look back and see that they were hugely influential in the way that Nirvana was. So um, I think that was the closest one, but yeah, go on there. You can roast me. I just want to hear your thoughts and what your 
album of the year is um, because I'm I'm making bold claims. But you know what's funny is I don't know. Like I just heard Thompson Twins. Like I heard Lucy Dacus just clicking around on Spotify and listening to other 80s stuff and then someone commented being like they were like mtv shills or something i was like oh i had no idea i just liked one of their songs and knew there were three people in the band but is is there you go uh boy genius the millie vanilli of the modern era (laughs) maybe not no that's what the person was saying that they wouldn't compare thompson twins to people with actual talent but hey i Uh... i didn't say that and i do not necessarily support that claim so um, but yeah. Um, anyway, bring us home, Kev. What you got yeah, for your last pick? You know what? And we're we're done. I know the end of this playlist, and that is I know the end by Phoebe hey. Bridgers. Uh, what a closer! Yeah, amazing. Um, just fan fucking tastic. Uh, she played this on SNL. Smashed the shit out of her guitar. That ruled. Oh right, it was that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it is. It's like Scott Street, where it builds into kind of just chaos and just uh, yeah. a cacophony. Uh, but I think this build is even bigger and louder and uh, more dangerous feeling. It's a great ending to the album. Um, and I just like the horns. Whew fantastic this could have been part of hot horse summer yeah um, oh yeah i think it was the year before but it was which goes to show how influential yeah. she was everyone heard that right and said, shit i gotta get a horn song out by next summer there you go uh um this i love it's like kind of like a sufiani orchestration and then like you said just goes into full core like chaos and phoebe screaming which like the Phoebe scream is uh, becoming like a signature because on $20, I don't know if you've seen the video of her recording $20, just doing the scream. It's amazing. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So love it because it's, again, it's people would just stereotype any of them as like, Oh, soft, quiet singers, but they, that's that's a tool that's a weapon mm-hmm. that you can use in a certain way and phoebe does it masterfully here with starting off slow and building into chaos so yeah great I ender think any of them could tackle any genre and be very successful yeah um for but sure. clearly they've got the talent and ability to do exactly like the genre they want to um and that's why i'm just gonna be excited for more and more albums from them and and from collabs boy genius yeah. rules i'm glad it exists i'm glad we got more i like never thought we'd get an album like i thought it was kind of one and done and we didn't know here but we are. yeah here it is the record so there you go those are the 10 best solo songs by boy genius members not counting any boy genius tracks so why don't we talk about boy genius a little more in touts <laughs> talking about the new music friday releases that we loved from last week uh boy genius is top of mind obviously with the record uh what more needs to be said we've talked about it a lot oh actually one other thing i can say is to watch the over under with the three of them on pitchfork is by far the best one i've seen and it's super funny and like the part where lucy says she doesn't like space and phoebe's like that's like my entire thing. <laughs> it's cracked me up. 
Um, so that's obviously number one. Then we got Mr. Tyler, the creator with call me. If you get lost, the estate sale, uh, this is super good. There's a song, uh, it's like B sides, a B sides album. And, uh, he's been releasing a bunch of videos that are fun. Uh, and there's a song with Vince Staples. That's awesome. There's a song with ASAP Rocky. It's super good. Um, and, we were talking about if this one's better than Igor. And again, the more I listen to it, I think it might be. I think I uh, do like it better. I um, fucked up. All right. I fucked you up. You got to listen. I was, no, I was getting in the car. And I, it was Friday. I was going into the office. It's like a 20-minute drive. Uh, and I was like, oh, shit, new music. Let me put something on to listen to. And I was like, well, I don't want to listen to Boy Genius in parts. Um so like right. I'll save that for later. So let me go check out Tyler, and I just click play. Like I didn't hit the album info or anything, and literally and it's just, just the album to start the first yeah. the first six or seven tracks of "Call Me If You Get Lost," and I was like, I wasn't sure either at first great. if I was. Listening I love it. To it was fantastic, but it was not. It was not any yeah. music. Uh, <laughs> so I I like didn't ever make it past that twenty minutes. So I haven't heard any of the new stuff because I then came home. And listen to Boy Genius and and on and on. So I fucked up. Next up, I got a ska album that's amazing, and it started Whoa. me on yeah, it started me on my whole ska kick because I've got a ska infinity playlist that I want to make with every wave of ska and like there's my cousin Brian just told me about New Tone, which is like hardcore punk with ska. So I've got. Uh, Omnigon, which is uh, their album. Oh, wait, I forgot the name of that one. Uh, their new tone. So they're a little heavier, a little more of that hardcore. And that album was good. But the one that I loved the most was Faintest Idea. They're a British uh, ska band, I believe. And, oh, the horns are so good. It rips just, you know, super political punk lyrics. Uh, it's called Road to Sedition the album cover and they both have skeletons on the album cover so that tells you all you need to know but nice super fun just like phoebe bridgers exactly super cool to see what people are doing with ska in 2023 um then we got alton goon with ask which they are that band from amsterdam that is sort of like tame impala but with like a turkish rock and folk influence and I will be playing them on a future episode of the podcast, and I'm very excited. Yeah, so check out the album in preparation for that. Uh, Then we got the great with a little thing out of the. Yeah, I don't know how to say that. Sorry. Yeah, (laughs) I'll figure it out by the time I I play them. You you can just search "ask" and get it because I just did. But there you go. When you see the little thing, you know you made it to the right place. Yes. Um. Then we got the new pornographers with continue as a guest, which this album doesn't have Dan Behar, AKA destroyer. Who's one of the three vocalists or four vocalists of new pornographers, but it's a super strong album. I wasn't expecting it to be like that great, but it's super good. And I feel like a more modern sound for them. I feel like they, you hear some growth. So that's cool. Also some good horns on that album. Uh, And then I got a, vintage tout uh in honor not that vintage it's only eight years ago but uh in honor of his comeback youth lagoon 
with Savage Hills Ballroom. That is the last Youth Lagoon album. That's Trevor Powers. And uh, this is a band that I feel like is very underrated. I mean, he's got decent streams, but no one ever knows them when I talk about him. So I just want everyone to go listen to Savage Hills Ballroom. And I'm going to have it in my records of the month and coming up because I have the vinyl and it's one of the best albums. And so I'm super excited. The two new songs from Youth Lagoon have been amazing. So go check those out uh, too. And that's it for me. What do you got, Kev? Uh, small showing from me uh, because Luke, I'm admitting to you that I'm back on my bullshit. Oh boy. Here we go. Uh, my biggest tide of the week, uh, from a few weeks ago, Fallout Boy. So much for Stardust. Yeah, baby. This is, is that your bullshit? First, yes. <laughs> this is their first good album since Folia Do. Uh, okay, which came out in two thousand eight. The the Joker movie, <laughs> the sequel. No, the Joker movie is based on the Fallout Boy album. Oh, okay. Uh, that's why they got Lady Gaga because they knew they needed. To that's position. why it's a musical because they're going to sing Fallout Boy songs. Yes, um, but I do think this album is. They're back with their producer that did some of their first albums. I don't remember his name offhand. But you definitely get a lot of that uh, aesthetic and production that you had on like Infinity on High, which is their probably most popular yeah. album. Uh, there's a couple misses. One song sounds just like an Avengers theme. <laughs> um, just like I don't think I got there. <laughs> oh, oh man, uh, Luke. I just well, listen. We're gonna do a little editing magic here. Go listen. <laughs> To the first 30 seconds of I Am My Own Muse. Okay. Searching. Searching. Calibrating. Okay, I get the point. <laughs> yeah, it's... Right? It's fun. Um, it's, I don't think right it's, after I don't know the... if it's good, but it is fun. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I... um, but that's right after a one-minute Ethan Hawke feature? <laughs> yeah. Like, I... You know, we talk about favorite versus best. I don't think this yeah. is the best album of the year. It has been my favorite album of the last month because it is just good Fallout Boy. And there even you go. good Fallout Boy probably isn't great, but it's what I like. And that's why we're here. That's um, what it's all about. And you know, can I say, Kev, because you know that I was a total like Fallout Boy snob when I was I like, in it. high school. Yeah. Um, let's let's just say what it is you know and when i was in high school i even like panic at the disco and many adjacent bands but could never uh admit to liking fallout boy but now as i'm older you know i really don't like a lot less music i don't know if that came out the way i meant it but i like most music i yeah. even if it's something i don't like i can mm -hmm. recognize its value I enjoyed what I heard of this album and I uh, only heard the first few songs and like, I don't, some of the lyrics um, made me roll my eyes a little, but oh, that's yeah, the best it part was good. Though, is they, the best fallout boy lyrics are totally fucking nonsensical. <laughs> they are just right. words that rhyme together. I mean, like, but then when perfect. I see Rolling Stone talking about how great the songwriting is, I'm like, is it though? <laughs> I, you, okay. So here's like a perfect, I think like, example of why i like this album 
Love from the other side, track one. It was the first single. I it got my high hopes up. I, was I like, watched I the video. This, it's great. I think this sounds pretty good. I think this album might be good. It proceeds. It's got its good and bad. But then the title track, which is the last song in the album, So Much for Stardust, another good song, like, refers back to it as a motif. Uh, which, a reprise. A reprise. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just saying so. And, like, they've done that. They did that on Folio Do. And you know what? That's fun. Is it cheap? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. Do I like it? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's very theatrical, which you got to love them for that. And so, yes. you know, it's, this album is, like you said, it's good fallout boy, and we don't need it to be nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best thing I saw was a video where they were talking about what songs they don't like being asked to play. And yeah. Pete Wentz was like, oh, definitely I write Sins Not Tragedies. <laughs> because so many people <laughs> think it's, it's the fallout boy song. <laughs> Which, uh, to be fair, if I had to pick Pete Wentz and Brandon Yuri out of a lineup, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I could absolutely recognize Pete Wentz because he's like he looks, looks very a, similar to me. Yeah, Patrick Stump would be the one with the like hat, the the boxed up hat. Um, oh, I know what he looks like. I'm yeah. saying the other guy. Who's the other guy? You said Pete Wentz. <laughs> oh, no, no, the guy from Panic at the Disco. Whatever. I oh, said Brandon Yuri. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then one more tout. I was say, you got anything other than Fall Out Boy? <laughs> yeah, uh, an album I haven't spent as much time with as I'd like to. But uh, Caroline Rose with The Art of Forgetting. I yes. was a huge fan of her last album. It was in my top 10, I want to say, of that year. Yeah. And this one seems a little more stripped back, a little less Very much. like that one was. Yeah, but, uh, less poppy, I've, but super good. Yeah, I've enjoyed it a lot, so... I'm excited to spend a little bit more time. My Fallout Boy listening is waning, so I'll have time for other music. Uh, yeah. So this is this is up pretty soon. All right. Well, why don't we talk about the New Music Friday releases coming out today that we're excited for in Shouts. I've got a few. You've got way more, so I'll go first. Uh, Daniel cool. Caesar with Never Enough. He's always put out some great music. Uh, Ellie Golding. With Higher Than Heaven, um, you know, I don't listen to Ellie Goulding that often. She but, sings songs. Uh, but Lights, which was an album from like 15 years ago. But Lights? <laughs> but, but Lights. Uh, that, I want some that, of those. That song, like, that was like actually like an introductory song for me to get more into pop. So that was probably a little more influential on okay. in my listening than I anticipated. Wow. Uh, and then Luke, I talked about this in our prep. You didn't know of this person, but Thomas Bangalter with Mythologies. Yeah. Uh, that is, of course, one half of Daft Punk. What? Yeah. Oh! Taking That's the mask crazy. Off. Uh, wow. Some new music from Thomas Bangalter. I'm very excited for this because yeah, who knows now what I he's going to do. Um, Without his masked compadre. Right. Wow. The the other oh. member of Dev Punk's name is far more French, and I don't know it offhand. Uh, yeah, so I say. I'm going to do was. a quick Google. It's Guy Manuel it, de Homan Cristo. That one's harder. <laughs> the most I, French name you could yeah, have. Yeah, he's got two hyphens in his name. 
It's Guy Falladu. <laughs> <laughs> what if Daft Punk collabed with Fallout Boy? How bad hey, would that be? There's two of them. They could have done Falladu. Um, exactly. Luke, all right. what are you looking forward to today? Tell me what to listen to. Okay, well, first up, baby, we got Linkin Park Meteora 20th Anniversary Edition. Hey, talking about my religious past, that was, no joke, the album that, like, got me into secular music when I was, like, 12 years old. Um, Faint still slaps. It's got the same string sound as Toxic by Britney Spears. Go listen to it. (laughs) Faint fucking rules. That song. Faint rules. Is awesome. Um... Then we got coming coming back to uh, the 2023, not another uh, reissue. We got Yeji with a hammer. We got Yeji with with a hammer, uh, smashing walls and other shit. So Yeji's super cool. Very interesting. Uh, it's not like always my favorite style, but definitely an interesting innovator uh, that you want to pay attention to. Uh, then we got Wednesday with Rat Saw God. This is an awesome rock band. These songs have been very emotional, uh, very vulnerable. You want to check this album out. This is one that should definitely be at the top of your list. Then we got a few people we played on the podcast in the past. Warriors with Warm Blanket. Super excited for that. I played Pollen in the Air a few episodes ago, not that long ago. So excited that's coming out. Then we got HMLTD, or Humiliated, I think it is, with no vowels. Uh, Played them years ago, but The Worm is coming out. Excited to check that out. Then we got Overcoats, Harmonizing Sister Duo uh, with Winner. Played them years ago as well. Excited to see new stuff from them. Then we got Daughter, a great band who put out an album in 2016. Happy to see them back. They got Stereo Mind Game. And then lastly, Ray Shremmerd, back with Shrem for Life. You know, what more needs to be said? It's the fourth one. They back, baby. They're back. Uh, Luke, you know, I was looking up at Linkin Park. I wanted to add uh, some of their stuff to my library because that's like an odd period where I wasn't on Spotify and haven't listened to them in a very long time. But I was like, I would totally listen to a few albums. Uh, And they released Hybrid Theory, the 20th anniversary edition three years ago luke do you know how many discs that had i'm gonna say four six what so this meteora release might be massive yeah you gotta check it out i mean they i know they released one unreleased song and i think you know they were a huge band after chester passed like there was much, I'm sure they're releasing everything that he recorded that was never released because there's definitely a demand for it. So excited to see whatever they put on there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good looking week in new music. Yeah. So that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we got to talk about our three daddies. We're Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Check out all the great stuff going on over there. And then offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. Great interviews and columns over there. You can follow us at Best Song Ever Pod on all social media, and you can follow me at Indie Darling Music. And that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspec. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, thank God Jay-Z didn't pull off Collision Course onto title. It's still on Spotify. Go listen to it. 
chasing waterfall. This is the best song ever. Well, it's best song ever. Another podcast better. Jokes are clever and the tunes are cool. It's worth This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.